I can sell these. With a silver coin in each hand, I'll never starve. Those coins are gone now. Stolen. I really need to go looking for more silver coins. Until then, I'll sit here, alone with my cheap digital recorder, and I'll tell it my grandmother's stories. Nothing else makes me feel quite so safe. Chapter One The Gulf of Mexico lapped at Fei Longchamp's toes, as flawlessly blue as the water that wrapped around her home on Joyo's Island. The waves splashed on her bare feet, blood warm, just as they did on her own beach. The scent of salt water was as familiar as the soap smell on her husband's neck. Strictly speaking, she wasn't really looking at the Gulf of Mexico. Faye wasn't sure how to name this water. In South Louisiana, the land just drifts to sea. The water at Faye's feet was connected to a bunch of canals and island-dotted estuaries and grassy coves that extended south and west until they eventually connected to Barataria Bay, and it was connected to the Gulf of Mexico. Regardless of its name, this water smelled like the gulf breezes that blew in her bedroom window every morning. Faye had never traveled much. There had simply been no money. Starting her own archaeological consulting firm had held the promise of frequent business trips, paid for by someone else. What could be better than seeing the world and being paid to do it? This first out-of-state consulting trip had brought her here to South Louisiana, 500 miles from her front door, to a place that looked and felt pretty much like home. Maybe someday she'd land a client who wanted to send her someplace exotic, but not this time. This client had just called with a change in assignment, and Faye was still trying to wrap her brain around it. Everything had changed in the days since the Deepwater Horizon rig exploded and sank, though none of those changes were visible to the naked eye. Yet. The water at her feet was still just as clear. The sky was as blue. Pelicans flew overhead without a care in the world. Actually, one ripple from the offshore disaster had already reached shore. Fear. It showed on the faces of boaters at this marina, where a rented cabin served Fay as project headquarters. It showed in the reluctance of shoppers to part with money at the marina's tiny convenience store. It showed in the concern on the face of the marina's manager, Manny, as he stood at the cash register and surveyed an empty restaurant. It showed the most at the waterfront. Every time someone walked to the shore and stood there looking, as Faye was doing now. The fear showed. Joe appeared at her side. It was a comfort to remember how many times they'd stood on their own island and looked out to sea in just this way. He leaned down to speak in her ear, so that she could hear him over the wind that whipped off the water hard enough to stir even Joe's heavy black ponytail. The unexpected endearment didn't come. Instead, he said, We're out of bottled water to mix Michael's formula. 
I'll get some at the marina store. Ah, romance. Faye snaked an arm around his waist and rubbed her hand over the muscles of his flat belly, just to remind him that she was a girl. Grab some of that turkey he likes while you're there. He put his lips next to her ear again, then headed for her neck. If I get sweet potatoes, too, he'll sleep better and longer. Seduction between parents moves at lightning speed. It has to. There's no time. Faye whispered, If you get some of that microwave rice to go with it, he'll sleep till sunup. And Joe was gone, making tracks to the convenience store so that they could carb-load their baby. Faye was left to watch the setting sun bleed into the sea. Somewhere out.